Has your local footy club had a recent clangor or challenge? Well, Amy is here to help. The Amy Clangers for Good competition is back for 2024. This year, Amy are donating $10 for every clangor recorded during the AFL season with eight community clubs in the chance to win up to $15,000. If you want your club to go into the running in 100 words or less, tell us how Amy can help your club bounce back from a recent challenge. Enter now at amy.com.au forward slash clangers for good. That's amy.com.au forward slash clangers for good. T's and C's apply. KO's got you covered for this footy season with every game of every round live and ad break free during play. AFL, here we go. Carlton versus Melbourne with no ad breaks during play. That is going to be an absolute banger. Last time these two uh, got together, well, not the last time, when I was there, I kicked three. Freo versus Swans, live with no ad breaks during play, exclusive in Victoria. And the Hawks versus Saints, live with no ad breaks during play, is going to be an absolute blockbuster. It's a must win for both of these teams. And don't forget the NBA playoffs. Gee whiz, they are going off at the moment. So many big games to mention, and they will be absolutely enthralling. Watch every game live with both Eastern and Western conferences live with ESPN on KO. There's absolutely plenty of room for everyone, so get on board with KO. Now also available on Hubble. Hello, all my friends. Welcome back to the last, sadly, the last episode of of Dylan Friends of 2020. What a year it's been. Gee whiz, let's not get into that um, at all, but we might dissect it, actually. Very exciting times. Uh, I thought we'd, we'd do this. I'm, I'm here sitting here with producer Sam, and uh, we'd been chatting for a while now. We thought, how good would it be to recap 2020? My favourite time of the year is when my Spotify 2020 recap comes out. So I thought it'd be an incredible time to get together, have a bit of a reflection on 2020, and talk about some of the moments that got us through, the good times, the bad times, um, and yeah, obviously we had a, a very big competition running recently. Uh, a, a competition being the Dylan Friends inaugural BNF, the best and fairest of 2020, um, which was decided by you, my beautiful, beautiful community of people that I, I honestly cannot thank you enough for, for all the love, support, eyes and ears that you've you've given me this year. Um, it was absolutely incredible. Some of the feedback we got on that competition, where people were voting for their favourite episodes of the year and I, I honestly just didn't expect that many people to to tune into that one and and to vote so we will get to that in due course and we will crown the inaugural winner of the best and fairest of, of 2020 also there'll be some special mentions too because it was so so hard to to get a top three um, obviously you guys and girls picked it but I could not not give some special mentions to some other podcasts that have honestly had a massive impact on me this year and and got me through some some awesome things too. So very excited for that. But as I said, was chatting to Sammy, the producer. He's sitting here in the studio now and we said, look, let's have a bit of a chat. Let's go back. Let's reflect on a year that was and let's see what we remember from the year. Like I remember sitting down early in 2020, first episode with dad and now I think 43 episodes later – We've just done Andrew Russell last week, which was a great podcast Brilliant. Uh, by him, obviously. He was just an absolute maniac. I've actually just gone across the road and bought a book called Grit by Angela Duckworth that he recommended, so I'll be really trying. I'm not a massive reader, um, but I'm really going to grit my teeth and get through that one. What's Grit about? It's about – well, if you haven't listened to Andrew Russell's episode yet, it was basically what he said in the last – little bit and the intro of the show and he spoke about athletes and from Ben Crow's episode, I'm jumping here a bit, but Ben yep. Crow, you know I love Ben Crow. I'm sure we'll talk about him a bit today. Yeah, we've spoken about Ben Crow a bit this year. We do. 
And he said an athlete is anyone that likes to compete. It's not just sports people. It's just people that love to compete and get the best out of themselves. And he, I, I asked Andrew Russell, he's one of the best um, directors of sports. Uh, sorry, director of um, – Director of high performance. Director of high performance in the country, if not the world, if not best ever. And I said to him, mate, what's the one thing that you love to see in people that you train with? And he said that there's nothing better than someone that just rocks up no matter what day it is, no matter how they're feeling, and they just compete and they rock up and they do it week by week. And it's been something, honestly, that's been on my mind this whole year. And I know we'll probably get into that later, talking about the year it was and the challenges it was to get an episode out every week. Probably wasn't as easy as it seemed, but looking back now, we have to laugh at some of the things we were doing to um, to get it done, but I wouldn't change it for the world because it was incredible. Um, but yeah, basically this book is is something that he's based a lot of his philosophy off and absolutely loves. So it's called Grip by Angela Duckworth. I'm sure we'll talk about that a bit more in 2021 when I've read it over the break. Yep, absolutely. Now, I want to take you back to the absolute beginning first, just to give people a- Right back. Yeah, just 2018. Little, just a little reminder to let the people know um, how long they've been on this journey with you for. Um, talk us back to your first episode with Josh Kelly. He is at the time in the news every single day and you've convinced him to come on your podcast for your first episode. Zero listeners, zero subscribers. What did you say to Josh and how did you get him on? Ah, uh, well, it took a long time. If anyone that knows Josh Kelly, he's, he's probably the most extremely indecisive person you've ever met in your life. Mm. Like he just cannot make a decision. Um, so I had to make it for him. Okay. And I, I didn't really give him a choice. I sort of lied to him and said, mate, like I really just, you know, obviously footy's not going great for me. Is there a way that, you know, I can get you on my podcast? I want to do eight episodes and just try and get a bit of a platform together so that, you know, if I if I don't make footy next year, I can give this to a radio station and, you know, at least show them that I've done something. So you, told, you didn't tell him you were publishing it? I didn't tell him I was going to publish it at this stage. <laughs> it was just more of a... It was a, a work in progress sort of thing, a whip that we like to call them in the modern world. Anyone that works in, you know, whip, I like whips, mm. work in progress. And, um, yeah, we were there just chatting with, with um, Josh and the first time we did it, we recorded it. Man, I've never told anyone this and I, I hope that this audio is gone. Like, I don't know where it would be, but I actually did a rap on it Oh, for him. Right. Yeah. Um, but we won't be talking about that. But basically we did it. We recorded it outside and it was nearly inaudible. There was like birds chirping. I didn't know how to do levels properly and you couldn't even hear what we were saying. So we had to actually do that again at the club. And, and yeah, it was about 14 minutes. It felt like we were talking for three years. I, I just didn't know how to hold a conversation for that long or, or even what we were doing, to be honest. So even creating sort of a... Um, an intro or anything like that. But yeah, it was the first sort of five or six guests. I didn't really tell them that it was actually going to be released. I sort of did it first, let them, you know, persuaded them to come on the show and then started to release them slowly. So how did you prepare for those initial potties? Did you have a, I know we use a run sheet now. Did you have a, a list of questions? Did you have a Q&A ready? Literally every single thing I wrote, every word I spoke was written out. It was like reading a book. So I'd pretty much like, written every single question word for word on the page even like funny jokes like I'd written them word for word it was so like orchestrated I didn't know how to you know just remember or just let it flow as we do now it was a screenplay it was pretty much a screenplay it was just like us acting out a thing (laughs) but they didn't really know any of the questions but yeah I think that's just how it how it was early like 
you know, obviously when you start something and you have no idea what you're doing, you just have to throw yourself in the deep end and, and hope it works. And um, to this day, I still don't know how people even tuned in after that first episode or the second or third. But yeah, I think that's like the biggest advice I always give to people is sometimes like you just got to get started because I can't remember who said this. It was someone I was listening recently. I think it might have been on TED Talks. I really like listening to TED Talks. And they said, if you start a business and you're not embarrassed about the start of your business, you started too late mm. because like – you don't want to like get to the stage where you've planned everything out. You sort of just want to just like fucking just throw yourself in the deep end sometimes. And then I know I did that. Like I started, I, I did like two episodes, threw myself in the deep end, no idea what I was doing. And then because I'd done that, I couldn't quit because I just, I'd already started. So I think like the, the hardest thing is just starting and then you just go from there. Well, I think the interesting part about your potty and starting your one up is you were the first or one of the first, there might have been others, the first footy player or athlete that I know of that started an independent podcast. Mm. I'm sure Mitch was around the same time, Mitch, Mitch Robinson. I know Scott Pendlebury had one, yeah. but he was uh, he was doing it hand-in-hand hand with Jay Clark. Yep. You could have been the first or one of the first uh, athletes in AFL to start their own podcast. I think I was the first in the AFL – just purely, I remember the reason that I wanted to do it privately was the fact that I had been at Carlton obviously before that and done some work there. And then when I left, they owned it. And I was like, fuck, like I've just done all this work. And, you know, that they produced the whole show. They did everything. But then when I got to the Giants, I was like, fuck, like worst case, I'm here for a year. If I start something again and they own it, then it's like I have to start again. So I just said to them, like, I remember I was like, look, guys, like, I really want to do some stuff. And for anyone in more, even more context, like, looking back now, I don't know how I fathomed even doing it because I'd just been delisted from a club, going to another club for a second chance. And just after meeting with the coaches, being like, this is your role for the year, my second point of call was going to the media team and saying, hey, I'm going to start a podcast. I don't know how I did that because, like, realistically a lot of people would think that that being going you're an idiot like just go there and focus on your footy but I knew learning from like the Carlton thing I was like no I can't just focus on one thing because if I do and I leave again with nothing then like I'll never forgive myself well let's fast forward to uh 2020 huge year huge year for the podcast huge year for the world it was a big year for the world what were some of the challenges you had in 2020 apart from the obvious oh look not just me like as we said it was one of the weirdest years of all time like that will ever be but the podcast literally like kept me sane gave me a purpose it was one of the most incredible what is the most incredible thing to me that you know to be able to build up a community of people that a the community that have came on the show but b probably like probably definitely most importantly the people that listen and just to create yeah such an incredible bond with with people that that tuned in it was just it was honestly like to this day, it's like the most proud of myself thing that I've ever been able to to be a part of. And, yeah, it was, it was awesome. Like, obviously, the year started out being my first year out of footy. You have goals. Like, you always have goals about stuff and ideas of things that you want to do. But I think 2020 just threw things into the, you know, the abyss of what, what I thought I was doing. You know, like, I left Sydney, was moving back to Melbourne, was living with like my my um, fiance's parents, and I was like, "All right, this is your time to just like start from the bottom, work your way into this world." And and at that time, the podcast wasn't a full time like it was not a full time thing at all. It was like I was doing one every two weeks, and I was doing it all by myself. Had no one to help me. 
It was just me doing these things. And then I got a job working at 3AW, like casually. Um, I was doing some stuff with the AFL, doing some stuff with Fox Footy. Um, and the podcast just kept falling behind and behind and behind. There was times where like I'd miss two weeks and then I'd do them every three weeks. And mm. I was like far out, you know, the podcast is my main thing, but all these other things are like, you know, sucking my energy. And then COVID came mm. and like all my contracts sort of like finished and um, all my work sort of dried up and I was like, fuck, like, okay, obviously this is like the shittest situation ever. Yep. Um, but something that like I've always been massively passionate on was like it's not what happens, it's how you react to it. So I was like, this is honestly like could you get a better situation for a podcast? We're, we're literally all locked inside. Obviously we can't get face to face but – this can be like the biggest thing for me right now is just going like, let's just do this. Let's chat to people. And again, it still wasn't in my mind, like let's make this a job. It was more like, let's keep doing this to then get somewhere else. And it was like, let's keep doing the podcast. And then one day maybe I might get a job doing something cool that I want to do on breakfast radio or something like that. And yeah, just to like that, that whole mindset shift, I I still think that's something that I'm really wrapped that I was able to do because it's honestly been the biggest thing that ever happened this year. I reckon 2020 is fucking shocking of a year it was, like, you know, humanity-wise and, and and everything, to somehow find a positive out of that. And I know a lot of people have, have had terrible years, but if we can – if you've somehow been able to find that one positive out of it, that was that was the positive for me. I look at it now and I think, like, fuck, like that – you know, if I had have been locked inside for six months, would I have done this? Mm. Probably not because – Life's so like, you know, I would have just gone out on weekends and caught up with mates and probably just stayed doing the jobs that I was doing. So in a way, yeah, like in a really weird, weird, sick way, um, it's it's been an incredible year to be able to do this. And, you know, I've never been more blessed and, and happy to, um, to be doing the podcast and some of the chats that we've been able to have this year and some of the people that I've met through, you know, social media or even in the street coming up to me saying they listen to the show. Um, you know, that's – I joke a lot about, like, you know, footy stuff and, and doing things on field. But, um, you know, some of the messages or, or encounters that I've had with people about the podcast is, is far, far outweighs anything I've ever achieved in, in that aspect. And speaking of uh, finding the opportunity to get guests on that you might not normally get because they are stuck inside, <laughs> who was the most challenging guest to get on? Oh, challenge, man. It was so weird. Like, I think, I don't know this, but I feel like sometimes people might think the show is a little bit more legitified than it is. Mm. And if you, if you really knew how some of these podcasts came about, you, would, you probably wouldn't listen to the show. Yeah, we're not contacting agents. It, we're not. We, we are just going straight to the source. I, I've said this a lot, but if you don't want to come on, don't be don't be open in your DMs because I'm sliding in. That's that's what I do. I just slide straight in, um, and and just hit you up. And normally it's from a friend or a friend of a friend. But I always think it's good to contact people directly. And and that's what I was doing in COVID. You know, like some people I'd never really spoke to before, even asking them on. And that was so weird, even for me. So I can't imagine how weird that would have been for them. Example. So, for example, people, like, I'd met these people, but, like, I'd never spoken to them for longer than two minutes, you know? For example, um, who's some of them? All right, Luke Shuey. Like, always love Luke. Like, Luke Shuey's, I've, I have a crush on him for years. But Norm. before chatting, yeah, Norm, before chatting to him, I'd never spoken to him for longer than, you know, a minute. Even maybe not even chatted to him in person. 
that one um, for Vola. Like I'd met him a million times. That's but interesting never, with the Carlton background. Yeah, I'd never really chatted to him for longer than, you know, five minutes. Not yep. that you you do, but a lot of these people, you know, I'd never spoken to. Ben Crow, that, that's probably the weirdest one out of all because a lot of people know Ben Crow now. But prior to him sort of starting Mojo and, and the incredible workshops he's doing, I sort of probably got him in a little gap as he was like transitioning into his social media presence. Yeah. He, he, you know, if, if you haven't listened to Ben Crow, please go and do. But he is one of the, you know, biggest mentors, um, professional mentors in the world. You know, he's worked with professional athletes, CEOs, all these incredible people. And for me, just a cold text him and ask him to come on the show, like there was no right for us, for us to get him on. And I think that if we probably did it six months later, it might have been even harder. But we got him at a good time and now he's our best friend and we love him. Well, I think a growing trend with the guests we get on is that, you know, you'll hit them up in their DMs and then what's been the most common occurrence recently is they say, oh, oh my, my kids, my, my kids, kids love, love the show. Deal. Yeah. And he said something along those lines. He was at the uh, bushfire appeal and he said, oh, my sons were looking over at Deal going, there's Deal. Yeah, Harry, shout out to Harry Crow. He's a good friend of Tim Taranto's as well, actually. Actually, that's something I've always worked out. And for anyone that wants to get podcast gets on, that's that, that six, set, like six degrees of six separation. Degrees. There's always a connection to someone. So we worked that out, like, you know, pretty strong. It was not that we're getting people on to get other people on, but you, you do think about that, you know, like you get this person on um, – that's got an incredible story. Oh, they know this person. Then we'll, we'll look at getting them next or something like that. So, um, yeah, the Ben Crow one was probably where I got him on and, you know, just, just asked him to come on as a massive, massive fan of his work. And I'm not sure if he, he had absolutely no idea who I was, but being the absolute legend that he was, he agreed to come on and we literally just chatted for, you know, three and a half hours. And that's probably when it got to the stage for me where I was like, all right, this is, like, if you can get someone like this on, you can you can get anyone on. And looking back on 2020, uh, talking about re- reflections, your reflections, in what area do you, do you improve the most? Whether it's personal, whether it's your podcasting live, whether it's the business side of the podcast, what is the area you improved most in? I think something I really, really struggled with in my life before this, and I still do, but I've gotten a lot better at it. And... It was something, honestly, that, you know, it was probably the reason I never really made it in footy was consistency. And that wasn't like consistency – well, sorry, that consistency like as a person because consistency as a person, like if you're a consistent person, you'll be a consistent player. Like I I'm so fundamentally believe that like if you have a good routine and you stick to something each week and you like do not waver from it, then everything else in your life works out because, it, you know, you can't be a consistent player – on field or you can't be consistent CEO if you're not a consistent person. Um, And yeah, I wasn't at all. Like I was so just up and down, um, whatever that was, I don't even know how to explain it, but I just wasn't a consistent person. And I think, yeah, as I said, like some things that I'm really proud of this year was just going, all right, I'm doing an episode a week and no matter what, like we did not miss a week. Like, and that was, you know, there's been times where, before even you came on board and after you came on board, like we were literally getting to like a Monday night and episode releases on a Tuesday and didn't have anything. And we are just like, what are we, how are we going to do this? But, you know, we just didn't, and that, that, I just didn't 
let that happen. I was like, no, I can't. But in saying that as well, without the listeners, um, that was honestly like the most heartwarming thing because I think there was probably like two or three weeks throughout the year where I was like, I'm going to have a week off. And even people were saying to me like, yeah, man, you know, you should have a week off. Just refresh, like have a week off. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'll have a week off, have a week off. Like, yeah, set on it, sweet. Done. I'm going to have a week off. Just going to tell everyone, week off to replan. And then I'd get like a message from Instagram from someone and they'd be like, hey, man, like just want to let you know, um, love the podcast, can't wait for tomorrow's episode, like it's going to be grouse. And I'd be like, oh, fuck, like, okay, fuck, all right. I'll only let one person down, that's okay. And then like the next message would be like, hey, man, just want to let you know, like listen to this episode um, with someone and I got this out of it, like, unbelievable really changed my opinion of this i was like fuck okay that's two people like that's all right two people let down they're, like i'll get it next week and then i get another one and it'd be like oh mate like i'm going through some some things at the moment you know i just broke up with my missus this changed me and i was like fuck me i can't not do this and in terms of like that fuck me it was like the biggest like eye opener for me in terms of like this isn't about like me it's not about the guests but it's about like it's Honestly, in a way, like it was helping someone. So even if I was going through a shit time, I was like, well, fuck, how can I preach all this shit about being consistent? Persistence. Persistence. You know, it's not what happens. It's how you react to it. Be yourself. Resilience. Resilience, all this shit, and then not do it. And I was like, well, that's just like, you're like, you know, that's just going against everything I've said. And those messages that I got from people are dead set. Like I, I honestly get emotional even talking about it, but like they, um, yeah, like it was, it was so, so special for me and, and getting messages like that from, from people or reviews on iTunes, um, emails and, and stuff. I honestly just cannot thank everyone from the bottom of my heart enough how much that's because without those, man, honestly, I wouldn't have been able to, to do it. And that gave me like so much energy, so much like, motivation to to get things out because i actually was like oh, okay cool like someone is you know someone really likes this and yeah i just want to yeah just thank everyone that's reached out this year and i honestly do try and get back to everyone that that reaches out um and i will in due course but thank you so much because you've had a massive part in in 2020 and what it's become for me um and if if in some way an episode has helped you you've helped me 10 times more. And when you talk about the resilience and the persistence to get over, you know, obstacles that come up each week, um, you're getting these messages and they're giving you an extra push and you get over another obstacle, uh, how do you think that has helped you improve? Yeah, 100%. I think, well, without harping on about it again, like that, like the book that I've just got now, that grit one, I think the more times you have like those setbacks and don't like, man, we're not fucking, we're not in a war right now. I just just say that like there's obviously a lot more things that serious things that go on in life than getting a podcast out each week. Yeah. But in saying that, that was my job and that was my only thing that I was doing at the stage. So it did become like- That's game day. It was game day. That was my game day. And I think it's definitely taken that footy aspect, like that competitiveness and, and whatnot, because it's funny you actually ask this question because I've been thinking about this a lot lately. One thing that changed this year for me and like really was like an incredible moment and it re- I realised I hadn't lost that competitiveness was I was on Instagram one day and I was like looking at some stuff on like a feed 
And I started like going through the feed and just seeing somehow like all these podcasts that were like doing video and there was like all these podcasts and I was like, what the fuck aren't I doing video? Like this is a joke. Like, you know, I've been – this. I got really angry about it. Oh, no, sorry, go back. Before that, my mate had called me Jake and he goes, oh, have you heard of um, this podcast? Apparently they're killing it at the moment. And I, I can't – I'm not saying this – distra- I, I don't remember what the podcast was but besides the point – it might have been an Australian, might have been a US one, I can't remember. But it, that like triggered me and I was like, fuck you. What do you mean? Like you reckon it's – not that it's about being better than anyone but like it just triggered that um, competitiveness in it. And then that week I hired Damon, got the studio and the next week was on YouTube and I was like, fuck yeah. Like sometimes you just need that bit of something to like kick you and make sure that you keep on board. So – Little things like that, you know, and I even look at other people that have – some of my mates that have started businesses this year and I'm so, so proud of anyone that's been able to start a business this year. Um, but then that's given me energy too and it's been like, nah, man, like you can't – don't just think that this is going to keep happening. Like you've got to just keep pushing, keep pushing um, and go again. Did that answer the question? Sort of. Half, yeah, what yeah. was the question again? I can't remember. Yeah. You talking for a while. <laughs> I've got a lot to say. Yeah, no, you do. And it's good. It's good reflection. Thanks. I think everyone uh, listening would be reflecting in their mm. own way as well. Maybe. Hopefully. KO's got you covered for this footy season with every game of every round live and ad break free during play. AFL, here we go. Carlton versus Melbourne with no ad breaks during play. That is going to be an absolute banger. Last time these two uh, got together, well, not the last time, when I was there, I kicked three. Freo versus Swans, live with no ad breaks during play, exclusive in Victoria. And the Hawks versus Saints, live with no ad breaks during play, is going to be an absolute blockbuster. It's a must win for both of these teams. And don't forget the NBA playoffs. Gee whiz, they are going off at the moment. So many big games to mention, and they will be absolutely enthralling. Watch every game live with both Eastern and Western conferences live with ESPN on KO. There's absolutely plenty of room for everyone, so get on board with KO. Now also available on Hubble. Well, let's get back to why we're here today. Yeah, yeah. Dylan Friends BNF. Super exciting. Dylan Friends BNF 2020 inaugural BNF. So for those who didn't know um, and, and didn't take part, um, you should have. We, we were doing a best and fairest, did a bit of a giveaway with some AirPods, a Giants number 43 jumper, which- Is that signed? They're very rare. They're very rare. And that's, that's not because people want them. It's just because they just- they never really made too many of them because they just knew they didn't really need them. So there's one of those in the giveaway, obviously, Dylan Friends pack as well with the, with the new merch. So that's already been given away. And thank you to everyone who entered that. But basically to enter, they had to do a bit of a survey on their favourite episodes um, of 2020. And Sam, may I just say the vast voting of how it went was incredible. Like we mm. – I don't know. I probably just didn't expect it to be as even as it was and I think that's – you know, that, that brings a smile to my heart because, um, yeah, all the episodes were so different but they were, you know, everyone had a fair few votes. So Everyone has their favourite. In saying that, in third place this year, the winner of third place is. No, I don't think I'm rare. I'm myself. Be yourself. I'm myself. So I, I think we are brought up. I don't want to say too many bad words, but cricketers, they become, they kind of blend into one sometimes yeah. because they're trying to 
fit into the group or the dynamic of the culture and they they lose themselves a little yes. bit. So I've tried to make conscious effort during my cricket career to just like not really give a shit about what people think or you know what I mean? I love that, man. Because you know the quote of this show, or I hope you know the quote of this show is, is be yourself. Everyone else is taken. You live that to a T. It's fantastic. Love it. Love Do you it. like that quote? Yeah, I love it's it. It's great. <laughs> that was Adam Zampa, obviously uh, Australian cricketer. Incredible. He was one, Sammy, to get on the show. Uh, I just added him on Instagram. Added. I think I followed him on Instagram. He followed me back. And within 30 seconds, we were just chatting and he said, man, I'd love to come on your show. And he, I said, he actually said he'd love to come on. And But before I could even ask him, never met him before. We met up in the city um, early in the year and, yeah, had never met each other and he came into the studio, had this incredible chat, such a such an awesome, awesome guy um, and someone that I still speak to a lot. He still always FaceTimes me when he's in India for some reason. I'm not sure. I love it. Only but, um, in India? Oh, uh, yeah, when he's in India, when he's touring. Um, I faced him a couple weekends ago and he didn't answer and I'm so happy he didn't. And I realised that he was actually playing a test at that stage. So I apologise that he has actually hasn't gotten back to me since. I don't know if he's angry. I would be. Well, I um, think he knew you weren't watching the test. Well, I think it was like the night before. Oh. So, yeah, hopefully it was on silent. People obviously connected with this, with the votes that came in for Zampa. What did you connect with most about him? I love that he came third in this because it's, it was honestly one of my favourite chats of the year. It was my second podcast I'd done in 2020. So it was very early. Um, but the coolest thing was I think that I connected with him was we'd never met each other before this. It was just like pure just go in there, have a chat, and he was so open with everything that he wanted to talk about. He's just like, yeah, this is me. Um, this is what I want to talk about. This is who I am. And I was just like, yeah, I love this guy. And I, I just respected it, respected it straight away. Um and, and, yeah, he was awesome, I think, as you just heard then, something that we really connected on and, and I feel like he's, you know, really good at is, is being himself and that was something obviously that I took me a lot longer to work out but realised that that's such a, a foundation of who I am now and just embracing your flaws, embracing your vulnerabilities and, and loving what you love. So I think he was just such, a, such an awesome, you know, role model, um, just a ripper, ripper guy, still chatting with him now and, and um, he's actually looking to do his own podcast too. So that'll be very exciting. And I'm sure we'll get him on again in 2021. Now, second place, which is what they sometimes call first loser. Silver. And I have a feeling that this guy doesn't come second much. No, no, I can't imagine. And I feel embarrassed actually putting him second. But I think when he knows who he's lost to, will that make it feel? I might, might soften the blow. Oh, I don't know. I wonder who people think is about to come up. <sighs> see you know i would be a bit ashamed if how i viewed the world 10 years ago is how i view the world today because it means i haven't learned much in 10 years um and likewise from the age of 17 to 27 my beliefs completely changed in that 10 year period as well you know and again this is not shit canning social media but that that's one of the dangers people currently have is they create this brand of themselves and your ideas and beliefs should continually evolve and change as you learn more and as more information comes across your desk. And if you're constantly trying to live up to a brand you've created X number of years ago, you can get really stuck and, and pigeonholed. So for me, I, I'm constantly expecting and hoping that my beliefs and views on the world will, will continue to evolve and change till the day I die. Um, and I think that gives you a freedom to, to keep learning and keep evolving as well. That was a judgment. 
Hey, that was that was pretty crazy. Like, you know what's really funny? I don't know what this says about me, but I obviously knew Juddy for a, a long time. Colleagues. We, we were colleagues. We were – one will say that we were the one-two punch of Carlton's – I think a few people might have been saying <laughs> that, not many. In the VFL, that game that he played. Um, but I have got nervous for two podcasts this year and I remember you, you were sitting there and I don't think you picked up on it, but I remember just sitting here thinking, shit, like I've probably totally underestimated this. I'm a little bit unprepared. Chris Judd's like three minutes off and just started feeling really hot, really like – it's getting quite in the in the chest. I was just feeling a little bit sick. I was like, oh, like, just not feeling great. And walked out the front and was like, I, I nearly spewed. Nearly spewed. I'd like performance anxiety. And I, I normally don't get that when I chat to people at all. But I think just the big Judd man coming in, I don't know what it was about it. Um, I think because I just, yeah, just didn't really fathom it before he came on um, that he was coming on the show. But... Oh boy, did he deliver. He was fantastic. Um, absolutely loved chatting with him. I think, and I hope this came across in the show and I think it did, but Juddy is one of the funniest guys you will ever meet. He's so smart. He's so witty. Um, he's so, like, obviously intelligent. He's got his, you know, his new business, Chris Judd Invest as well. And even more than that, he's so busy. So to come out to the studio give us an hour and a half of his time. We, we couldn't, you know, honestly couldn't be more happy and, and blessed and, and grateful for him coming out and, and sharing it because um, I know so many people got a lot out of that and it showed what a switched on unity was and, and why he's so successful. And like I said before, it's not, you know, something that I've learned is the consistency thing. You can see that he's a consistent person off field, which related to his on field, which related to his on field. And then there's no secret why he's so successful now in his off field business as well. So, yeah, there's no surprises there. I think it's a pretty consistent theme for him. And, um, yeah, just how crazy he was in his career in terms of mindset and, and getting the best out of himself was no surprises, but still like, what the fuck? I think with uh, Juddy, he had so many lessons to give after such a long career at the top. Mm. Like what, what lesson did you think you got out of it most? I think the biggest one was like when he was saying – he would get satisfaction out of doing things that other people didn't want to do. And, you know, he, he gave that reference of people who liked getting massages like that because they thought they were doing recovery. And like you said, you can trick your mind into thinking, yeah, I'm recovering, but realistically massages, even if they hurt a little bit, it's, it's very nice to get a massage. It's very nice. feels good in the muscles. But he went the opposite way and was like, no, I don't want to get massages. All I want to do is get needled. Um, and when we say this needled in terms of acupuncture, like that sort of needling, um, because he knew that that gave him an edge and just like the littlest things, um, he's so mentally switched on. There was probably things that because he's so switched on, he still didn't want to give us. Like he's so switched on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's so many things that he would do that he still wouldn't want to tell people because that's why he's so good. And that's why it was just cool to get some of them out of him that people know. But imagine the ones that he doesn't tell anyone about that he still does. I think that's such a valuable one for me um, personally. I took out of that was like, yeah, just just being consistent in things, keep doing, pushing the boundaries of things that other people aren't doing yet um, in your line of work. And that can be, you know, whatever it is, whatever whatever field you're in, you can find a way to to do things that other people don't want to don't want to do. It's harder to get edges as time goes on mm. because programs get better and better. I think um, 
the management of things like phones will be such a huge edge for sporting teams in the future if they decide they really want to try and take it seriously. Just around that, you know, when you walk, all, all teams talk about connection being such an important part of what they're trying to do and mental health issues are rife everywhere. You know, they're, they're, they're rife in professional sport, but they're rife everywhere. And you know, then you walk into a locker room at footy clubs and every player's just got their head in their phone. And some of those players are getting trolled while their head's in their phone, so it's a double whammy. But even if they're not getting trolled in that, that time, they're still missing out on, a, on an opportunity to build and create connection with the people who've walked in the room, some of whom might need a G-up or some of whom would just like to connect because that's what people do. Um, so I do suspect there'll be more organised management of phones, and some clubs have started doing it a little bit, in the future. Yeah, and I, I, think, I think those sort of smaller, seemingly smaller areas are where teams will be able to get outside returns because the big things are done pretty well mm. at footy clubs now. Judd Man. As I said, mate, he's an incredible man. Judd Man. Huge. Very, very blessed to get him on the show and congratulations, Juddy, on second place. I know you, you're probably not used to second place at Judd Man, but this is an extreme comp and we've had some very good competition this year. Now, you can hear my heart beat through my chest. Oh. Um, I'm actually just going to do something off the cuff here. I thought if this person needs to know they've won, I think we just need to call them and, and just let them know that they've won. Yeah, let's do that. Let's see if they answer. Please answer. Hello. Hello. Yes. Is that Matt? No, it's Louise. Cherie. Louise. Louise. So is that Matt Real there? Yeah, he's around. He's out the back. Oh, fantastic. I- this, this is Dylan Buckley. Um, oh, hi, Dylan. How, how are you? you? Yeah, very well. I'm just, <laughs> yeah, I'm just calling Matt um, to let him know <laughs> that he's won the 2020 Dylan Friends Best and Fairest. <laughs> no, <laughs> no way. He didn't win anything. He just started. Don't tell him that. He'll be happy. He'll be swaggering around like yeah, that. Yeah, well, he should it. be. He should be. <laughs> <laughs> is How did you get this number? This is my number. This is so, what the hell he gave me this number. Yeah, you know what he did? You know why? Because he's a mummy boy. That's what it is. So you're just telling me that I've just called Matt Rowe's mum. <laughs> oh my god! I'm yeah, and so I'm, you know sorry. what I'm cooking right now? What are you cooking? You know what I'm cooking right now? Chorizo pasta. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. I swear oh. God. I'm going to be that. I was just listening to your party. I listened to the Chris Dad one. Now, he's the real MVP. Come on. No, he came second. Second place. <gasps> oh, my God. That's a cat. Yeah. Hang on. Oh, my God. <laughs> I will go and get the boys. Thank he's out you. the back. Thank you. When he started playing table tennis. Love it. Hang on. Thank you. Don't tell him. <laughs> now, you really need to take it. You do, Matt. Yeah, you do. And don't give me my phone number to be Rally. Hello? Rally. Who's this? It's Dill Buckley. Oh, Dill, how are you? Good, mate. What's going on? Mate, congratulations. I just wanted to call you. Somehow I have just called your mum. I have no idea how, and I apologise for that. But <laughs> I just want to let you know, mate, you've won the 2020 BNF of the Dylan Friends podcast. Oh, no way. You did. It's been, it's been voted by everyone and you've won it. You're live on the show at the moment. We're not live. We're just pre-recorded, but you have won. the. Po- you're on the podcast now. Oh, wow. Uh, well, that's a great honour. <laughs> 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 I, I can't believe it. Yeah, well, great can. News. You've won it, mate. Congratulations. Is um, there anyone you'd like to thank, Matt? Yeah, is there anyone you'd like to thank? A uh, big thanks to Dill. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I was, it was a dream time of mine to get on the show, and uh, now I'm on the best of so it's uh, very overwhelming. But uh, I, uh, thanks, Jill. Thanks to mum and dad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Mate, thank you so much um, for coming on. I'll let you go now. But again, congratulations. We're sending you out a trophy and some thank more you. and some more um, kit, the Dylan Friends kit uh, for winning. So congratulations, mate. Oh. And I'll, I'll catch you soon. And i um, very excited for a big 2021 from yourself. Yeah, catch you soon, Dylan. See, see you, mate. Bye. See ya. Um, Sam, that could be the best thing that's ever happened on this show. Matt Real, the inaugural 2020 BNF winner. Coming into the club, I kind of almost um, started learning more about the mindset stuff, kind of. I didn't even know I was doing it, but I kind of just did it out of um, curiosity a bit. Um, and I've always been big mentally on, you know, mental toughness and that one of my strengths is being mentally tough. But um, I, I speak a lot about it with um, Alex Rigby, who are, who's our head fitness guy at the club. And um, mm. I just think you can learn so much from different mindset things because I think a lot of the, the game as well is above the shoulders and I mean I look at it in like my draft There's there would have been a lot of kids that actually had the same amount of talent as me but the difference I think that it comes down to sometimes is is the mindset and how much you want it and how much you're willing to learn and get better at new things isn't he just a sensation he's honestly like superhuman that kid um it's so crazy to think that he's 18 years of age still eligible for the and rising star next year i feel sorry for any other kid that's that's ever gonna have to try and get to his level but yeah he was he was teaching me some things that's for sure in terms of his his mindset and how he's that mature at that age and and has that outlook on things there's no surprises he's he's doing what he's doing but um geez i'm nervous for some of his competitors in in the next 10 to 15 to 20 years because who knows what he's going to do. What was your initial gravitation towards getting Rally on apart from his uh, explosion onto the scene? I think that was the initial one. Um, I honestly had no idea what to expect. Obviously I'd met him earlier at the draft night, um, the AFL draft and met him there and he was just a really cool kid. I was like, this guy's so nice. Like, he's just the biggest, just a sweetheart. Man, he's just the nicest, nicest kid ever. And um, I was like, I really want to get you on the show. And then obviously, you know, unfortunately he, he got injured. He was probably going to win the Brown though, but unfortunately he got injured and we, we thought that'd be a good opportunity to hit him up throughout the year. And he was key, man. He just delivered in spades. He was funny. Um, as I said, some of the, the life lessons that he was giving out, I was just like, this is unbelievable. I just didn't even know what to say because he was such a, such a switched on dude. And he's, he's so humble, man. Like, he was such a humble, humble person and, and such a good role model for any young kid that wants to make it um in the afl i wish i could like sometimes i wish and and something that i take extreme satisfaction out of is you know if i was a 16 year old kid listening to matt Rao talk on a podcast about what i could have done that would be awesome you know like and then i could have actioned that so yeah i just think that um he was super super cool absolutely loved him couldn't have picked a more worthy winner um i don't think he if anything Matt Rao could probably cure COVID. He has an incredible reputation. He, he does, and he's such a superstar. Not like we hit up all teammates, we hit up friends about everything. You know, a lot of research goes into these shows, and not one person has a bad word to say Matt, Matt Rao. Yeah, I just think a the genuine dirt, superstar. The dirt wasn't very dirty. It wasn't, and it showed himself. So, yeah, if you haven't checked that one out, definitely do. Because Big Matty Rao is a very worthy winner, and um, and couldn't be more grateful to have him on. But 
I can't live with this, Sam. No. There's no way that we can give a top three when we've done, you know, 40-something episodes this year because some of these episodes I, I just can't move on from. What are you thinking, honourable? Oh, honourable mentions. There's got to be oh, – how many can I give? I'm going to give a few. Love Kane Lambert. Loved him. Yeah. Brenna Favola, I think, came fourth. So, you know, that's obvious. He was, he's an absolute superstar. But, yeah, Kane Lambert's story is incredible. Um, Hugh Van Kylenberg, getting him on was one that absolutely loved. Obviously, the the the, um, the author of of the Resilience Project, who's just doing incredible work. Absolutely love my chat with him. Xavier Ellis, a good friend of ours now. He's he's Fantastic. an absolute legend. He's probably that was honestly personally that was probably the funniest podcast I've ever listened to. That like, man has a way with words. He can tell a story. Um, he was you know the Roald Dahl of the Dylan Friends podcast. Definitely check out his podcast. Definitely check that one out. I'm going to save one for the last because I reckon it was my favourite one for the – not my favourite but just one that resonated with me the most and really made me realise how, how good the show could be in terms of telling stories. Obviously, Goz got a few votes. He did. He did. We nearly had to disqualify Goz because obviously he's one of the most popular men in Australia. Um, but special mention to Goz because it got so popular, his episodes – we had to create a new podcast for it because people just didn't even want to listen to Dylan Friends anymore. They were just like, just just, just do you two. It was obviously he's been a massive, massive part of the show since the start. So we said, look, let's let's start another show, which we did, List Cloggers, which we did eight episodes of that this year and nine episodes of that this year, sorry. And, yeah, it was, it was awesome just like doing a bit more of a different show that was more time-specific, talk about events, more of just your your – traditional podcast um was good fun and he's obviously hilarious so cannot thank him enough for his efforts this year he's been huge and very much looking forward to list cloggers 2021 um coinciding with the footy season also some other things too so yeah so blessed of anyone who's listened to, to dylan friends this year or list cloggers thank you so much cannot thank you enough brandon alice getting him on telling his his story was unbelievable fantastic being a part of that one was huge. Getting, the, you know, Tom Papley opening up about, you know, his, his old man and, um, and, he, and his trade. That was unbelievable. Petrarca, the truck. Mm. Um, Sam McCl- I, I, What kind of impact did Hugo Tuvi have? Hugo, Hugo was big. He was very big. One of those episodes with Hugo, like obviously knew about Hugo. Alex Johnson actually put me onto Hugo. And um, for those who haven't listened to that show, he – was a well he is he's a two-time cancer survivor um and again wasn't really fitting the brief of an athlete you know talking about sport which was which historically was that's how the show started but yep. you know we're trying to diversify and do different things but to get him on that was yeah unbelievable and that is i still to this day the amount of people that reach out about that um in terms of you know going and getting getting a bit more on top of their health um and and yeah, you know, messaging him saying, "Mate, I went and saw my GP today. Got something checked." Um, and yeah, it was it was mind blowing, man. And that really hit home for me this year because we did that podcast. I've never really actually told this story. We did this, that podcast and released it. And Hugo had testicular cancer, and he battled that for about you know five years, um, on and off. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And what really fucked me was a week later when Sam Doherty called me. He goes, man, I've got testicular cancer. And I was like, fuck, like what the hell? Like 
that was like the podcast hit me, but mm-hmm. then like I was like, oh my god, like I know this is real because I've just chatted to Hugo about this, but now it's actually real. Yeah, it's and a bit like it's been like if someone was waving a sign in front of your face saying yeah. go get checked up, and then someone comes and punches you in the stomach. Literally. Says, um. So yeah, that was a massive, massive eye opener, and even just the way Sam dealt with all that stuff, man. Like Sam Doherty, we did him in the year special mention to him. He for some reason still doesn't get the accolades and, and respect. Well, he definitely does get respect, but the, if people knew Sam Doherty was and how strong mentally he is and what he's been through, yeah, they're just like that was that was pretty special having Hugo on the show because, um, yeah, you know, people still message to this day being like, I went and got this health check and, and, and stuff. they message him about the podcast. They mess, Yeah, message him about it. So that was, um, yeah, huge. I think at the time didn't really estimate that. Um but yeah, that was a that was a big one. So thank you so much to Hugo and just an absolute champion. He's got his own podcast and stuff, which we have in the show notes for you. But the two honourable honourable mentions from my point of view that that really solidified the show this year in terms of I suppose just what sort of conversations we could have, um, where they'd go, and you know, obviously we we interview a lot of um, sports people, but one thing I take massive pride in and, and real satisfaction out of the, like, the show isn't really about sport it's about like you know their life and what they've learned along the way but sport's a way to talk about that and I think we always say this but sports it's correlates into your life if you learn something there you can use it in in other in other facets um so my two honorable mentions for this year are Zach Dawson mm. that was a, just a game changer I absolutely love that and I think that was one of the ones that you even most feedback from from people saying, you know, for those people who haven't listened to that episode, Zach Dawson was a former player, copped a lot of slack throughout his career, but listening to his story and and his journey of resilience and and how funny he is as well, but just the ups and downs of his career, that was one of my favourite shows that I've been able to to be a part of, and so blessed to to have him on this year. That was a genuine game changer for me, and I just I, I think. It's very hard to pick favourites, but that was up there as a as one of my personal favourites. I think one of the main themes in the Zach Dawson was certainly, you know, misrepresentation and how he was misrepresented. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that's that's the aim of the show, I think, like is just to show – we all have ideas of what people are like, but I think once you actually sit down and talk to them and you realise who they are and what they actually do or what they're about, that was – and to be able to like – play a part in showing that. Um, yeah, that was something I was I was really, really happy with and, and blessed to be a part with because that was just – that was awesome. And, um, yeah, having him on and, as I said, he just touched on so many funny stories, insightful stories, like that one about the grand final, oh. the, nearly missing the grand final after food poisoning, um, having that chat with Ross Lyon and, yeah, I won't go into it too much. Make sure you check that one out. But, yeah, then even just about some of the abuse that he copped throughout his career. Unreal. Not just social abuse online but physical abuse. Like he got assaulted one night out in the CBD. You know, he'd been he uh, obviously been delisted from Hawthorne. And, um, yeah, I think that he's just an incredible person to learn from, massive role model for me in terms of um, his values was, was a massive one. So, yeah, really, really loved his chat and these were probably a few of my favourite parts. So parade day, yeah, big day, huge day. You weren't late, were you? <laughs> My car was late. No. <laughs> no. Um, and so we 
we've done the whole week, big, big week, you know, and then we'll um, <clears throat> get to the parade. We'll like, just sit back. We'll enjoy this. Um, got out there, there hundreds of thousands of people loving life. Like, this is great. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've made it, right? <laughs> so get through the parade, no worries. Get up on the steps. Yeah, get out. How are you going, everyone? Give everyone the yeah. – put the sunnies on. Oh, no yeah. worries, going all right. And then go downstairs. Um, so just before we got in the cars, we'd um, – had some subway at the art gallery. Which is, um, Did you have the crab crab roll? So I, I, I went for something that I probably shouldn't have. Right. And so I ended up, got through the parade, got home, and I had the worst food poisoning I've ever had in my whole life the night before the grand final. And so I was on the drip in hospital from 9 till midnight the night before the grand final, from 6am till 9am at the ground and at half time. On grand final day. What? Did, and no one knows about that. The club does. The boys know. Now we do. Yeah, everyone knows. <laughs> that's, mate, that's unbelievable. So it was like the worst preparation you could have ever And you had a imagined. good game. Yeah, I, I did okay. Secondly, my second honourable mention, um, this year, again, we spoke about this man earlier, but Ben Crow. Uh, he's a goat. He's, you know, obviously worked with, People all over the world. He was a uh, sports marketing director at Nike, Andre Agassi, Ash Barty, worked with Richmond, all these people. And then he comes on the Dylan Friends podcast and he peaks. He peaks on the Dylan Friends podcast. Perfection doesn't exist. It's not real. It's this external manifestation that can never be achieved. It's bullshit, right? And the antidote to the perfection myth is to celebrate imperfection because it's imperfections that connect humans the most, as we discussed. But we've also got this scarcity mentality, this feeling that I'm not good enough, loved enough, successful enough, smart enough. I go through the whole day feeling like I haven't achieved enough and I wake up in the morning feeling like I haven't had enough sleep. You know, that constant not enough, never enough. And the antidote to that is literally the ability to say and know and believe I am enough. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm enough. I'm imperfect and I'm full of struggle, but I'm unconditionally worthy. And if you can hold on to those two thoughts at the same time, celebrate our imperfections but our unconditional self-worth you've got all the power in the world and that is this year's best and fairest that's the best and fairest man i never won one so don't be disheartened i won one in under 15s didn't win one in my career but that's the best and fairest for this year 2020 wow um i just oh can i read out every name that we did on this year absolutely i'm just gonna read them all out because it's Pretty quick crazy. Fire, quick fire. Jimmy Buckley, Adam Zampa, Mick Barlow, Sam Doherty, uh, Dr. Zach Seidler, Kane Lambert, Brennan Favola, Luke Shuey, Dan Gorringe, David Schwartz, Stephen Milne, Nazim Hussain, Hayden Ballantyne, Hugh Van Kahnberg, Xavier Ellis, Xavier, uh, that's not his name, Aaron Finch, Tony Armstrong, Mitchell, Morgan Mitchell, Zach Dawson, Dan Gorringe again, Raul, Ben Crow, Mitch Robinson, Elliot Loney, Alicia Eva, Brett Delidio, Matt Bain, Nick Haynes, Brad Hollis, Zach Fisher, Brandon Ellis, Hugo Tuvey, Toby Green, Alyssa Healy, Tom Papley, Christian Petrarca, Chris Judd, Sam McClure, Ted Richards, Andrew Russell. Before we go, I want you to give us a couple guests that you're going to <sighs> hunt down in 2021. Who I'm sliding? Yeah, you got them on the wall. I'm uh, sliding. Yeah. Um, man, I've got so many, hey. Um, all right. Give us top three. Top three. Okay. Um, Emma Murray. Emma Murray. Okay. Emma Murray talk, is tell us who Emma Murray is. One of the biggest sports psychs in, in Australia. She worked with Richmond again yep. recently. Um, glowing reviews of Emma Murray. She is just an absolute star. Um, so super super pumped for that episode. 
Um, I don't want to say I've got these people yet, but I'm going to say I've got them because I think I'm going to put it out in the world that I've got them. I'm going to manifest yep. that I've got them, but I don't actually have them yet, but I, I do. Daniel Ricardo's on the show next year. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. I can't wait to meet him. Yeah, I know. Me too. He's locked in. So it's going to be awesome to have him on. Um, who else did I lock in? I'm just trying to remember who else. Uh, Gary Abel Jr. I'm going to lock him in. Oh, yeah. Gary. Thank yeah. you so much he's for accepting in. Nick Kyrgios locked in. Um, he's locked in, yeah. Kyrgios, wonderful. We'll get him at Oz Open. Get him at the Oz Open. Vance Joyce locked in. Oh, Vance. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank yeah. you, Vance. <laughs> he's, he's so keen. Who else do I want? But yeah, there's heaps. There's heaps of people there. I don't want to, I don't want to spoil them all. You don't want to manifest too many. I don't want to manifest everything. But those people aren't actually confirmed, but mm. they are, if you know what I mean. Um, so yeah, I'd love to get those those people on there. They're obviously incredible stories, and I've got a list about a million more. But one thing I do love, Sam, is when people request other people to yeah. come on the show. And we absolutely love that. Well, we, I think Rao came from that one. A big Rao in, came in, from in, that in, in one way or another. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So if it's something like that, or even something totally different that you want to hear, like it could be real Joe Rogan style. We get someone from the CIA in. Yeah, I'd love to do that. Because I'm a yeah. bit of a crime nuffy, so I think we will do a CIA episode. Yep. I don't think there is a CIA in Australia, though. Oh, I think we could get them on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what it seems for. Yeah, true. Um, all right, we'll get one of them on, just someone from there. Could be just receptionist. I'm, sure they're, I'm sure they're listening. Yeah. yeah they're, you know, so, but not like, not. you know, through the phone, not yeah. through the podcast. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so many people that we want to get on um, throughout the year, not just, not just sport, but um, something that I'm sure will appeal to everyone. Um, a lot of footy players that you know still need to get on the show too, but a lot of other sports people, and yeah, just to take the show to the to the next level again in 2021. And if you have any feedback for us, have any suggestions, um, you know, it's always always welcome. So you can you can contact us on on the Instagram or by email, which will all be in the in the show notes. Yeah, and give us and give us just to just to take us out, give us one or two goals for 2021. Oh, I love this. You know, I'm a big goal guy. Yeah. Okay. Well, goals. All right. Last year, just to give into context, last this year we did about 1.2 million downloads. Huge. So next year I want to do, th- I want to, th- I want to double that. I want to do three. That's not double. It's double in a bit. It's double in a bit. Yeah. Well, It's just yes. a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to do it. Yeah, so let's do it. Three mil. I want to do three mil next year. Um. I want to – what else do I want to do? I've got something cool in the works that we can't talk about yet to do with the podcast, but it's coming. It's a bit of a – we're calling it Dylan Best Friends. Yep. Let's yep. just float that there. So there's going to be something really exciting there that's going to be very interactive for people, um, for the community to jump on board and, and if, if you want to. Um, so that'll be that'll be something really cool next year where I'm hoping to do that. And the other goal next year that's oh, I'm really excited about and super pumped about is live shows. Oh yeah, we're going to be on the road next year. Um, Dylan friends will be on the road. List cloggers will be on the road. Um, yeah, we'll be doing some live shows and getting some guests because um, I just want to get out and meet everyone. Yeah, um, I just like it's been incredible. One of my highlights of 2020 was walking down the street in Norfolk Troy. And I ran into a couple of kids, and they had Dylan Friends jumpers on. Isn't that crazy that you've you've never seen any merch has done yeah. you know quite well. Yeah, people love the merch as as they should. It's great. Um, and you've only met one person. That's enough reason to get on the road. 
Yeah, that's what I mean. I just want to get on and just just chat to everyone. And I know like the crazy thing about it, obviously I'm in Victoria, but so many, if we look at our demographics of the show, it's actually quite evenly spread. Yep. Got a, like, you know, a lot of um, Dylan Friends listeners in, in WA, in SA. Um, so, yeah, massively keen to get over all – um, all to the states um, and and meet everyone and have some fun and yeah it'd be that'd be sick so really really excited for that in 2021 live shows um, big guests big guys um, big guys and um, yeah we're not we're not taking the foot off the pedal if that's one thing we've learned for sure we just got to keep punching and and keep going so yeah finally last but not least just want to thank everyone so much for tuning in this year got some big plans for 2021 special mention to Damon Jackman, Sam Bonza, and and Sammy Kenny as well for doing some doing some doing a lot a lot of hours and work into the show. This would not be possible without any of you guys. So, thank you so much. Brilliant. Well, that's it. That's twenty twenty. Yes. To wrap it up, thank you so much um, for being a part of uh, Dylan Friends. If, if you've listened and you've loved it, and you've listened and you hated it, it doesn't matter. You've you've played a part in in getting to show, the show to where it is. Uh, it's been absolutely incredible to. To, to even think that you've listened to the show um, throughout the year. And, and I honestly cannot thank you enough. Anyone who's who's listening right now, thank you. You have played an important, integral role in, in the show um, and I'll be forever grateful. Can't wait to hopefully lock you in again for 2021. New things for the show. Uh, make sure you send us a message um, with, with whatever you want to see. It's been such a crazy year. I know it's been tough for everyone, but please know that You've helped me um, so much get through this year as well. Um, and, and yeah, I'll, I'll be forever grateful for, for everything and can't wait to, to keep building and, and go again because um, it's only just the beginning. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Dylan Friends podcast. If you liked it, it'd be a massive help if you could subscribe, rate and leave a review. I'll even give you a kiss. The show is produced by Dylan Buckley and Sam Bonza. Damon Jackman from Creative Edge Films is responsible for audio and visual editing. Samuel Kenny Creative looks after graphics and animation, and the podcast is recorded at the Dylan Friends studio, which sounds fancy, but really, a friend had a spare room at his office, and I took it over. If you'd like to get in contact to suggest a guest or advertise with the Dylan Friends podcast, you can email us at inquiries at dylanfriends.com, which will also be in the show notes. Thanks so much for tuning in. KO's got you covered for this footy season with every game of every round live and ad break free during play. AFL, here we go. Carlton versus Melbourne with no ad breaks during play. That is going to be an absolute banger. Last time these two uh, got together, well, not the last time, when I was there, I kicked three. Freo versus Swans, live with no ad breaks during play, exclusive in Victoria. And the Hawks versus Saints, live with no ad breaks during play, is going to be an absolute blockbuster. It's a must win for both of these teams. And don't forget the NBA playoffs. Gee whiz, they are going off at the moment. So many big games to mention, and they will be absolutely enthralling. Watch every game live with both Eastern and Western conferences live with ESPN on KO. There's absolutely plenty of room for everyone, so get on board with KO. Now also available on Hubble.